So I'm Justin with The Holler. Thanks for joining us. TNHoller.com is where you can find us at the TN Holler, Twitter and Facebook. Also, all of these hollers across the state. Thanks to your support. So we really appreciate that. Today, going to be talking about something that I think most of you are probably aware of. But just to give some context here, uh, it was just declared arson in Knoxville. We found out last week that the Planned Parenthood Clinic in Knoxville had burned to the ground, was a total loss, and many people suspected that it was not an accident. It was New Year's morning, and because of something that happened last year where a shotgun blast was fired into the front door of the clinic, it seemed like it couldn't be a coincidence. And now we found out yesterday that it, in fact, was not. It was arson. So we have Ashley Cofield. Mm-hmm. Cofield uh, here with us, President and CEO of Planned Parenthood Tennessee in Northern Mississippi. Ashley, how are you? Well, I'm I'm okay, Justin. Thank you for having me. Thank you for shining a light on this issue. Absolutely. Um, You know, I mean, I've been calling it terrorism. I don't Mm -hmm. know technically what the definition of that is, but I can't imagine it's not this. Uh, clearly there are going to be people terrorized by this. I I would imagine you might be one of them. Is that how you're feeling? Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely terrifying. It's, uh, you can't believe that someone would do something so violent and dangerous, um, that, that they would put our neighbors in Knoxville in harm's way. Someone could have died. Um, our, no one, I hear, I see a comment. Nobody was hurt. Thank goodness. Um, but the fire was enormous, um, and it could ha- it could have hurt um, nearby properties, and it could have uh, hurt a firefighter. So we're so grateful to the Knoxville Fire Department for responding really quickly. Um, you know, for protecting our neighbors from harm, for protecting themselves. No one on the in the fire department was hurt. So there's a there there is a lot to be grateful for. It's just absolutely amazing that someone would do something so dangerous and awful to us. Right. And I think it's worth pointing out that nobody was hurt. It was under construction at the time you were going through Mm -hmm. a $2 million rebuild to rebuild a new building. Um, When did you hear about it? When did you hear that it was happening? You know, I'll tell you that um, because the fire had completely gotten out of control and because it was a holiday, actually our lawyer in Knoxville called me at 6 a.m., and it was Memphis time. I live in Memphis. So um, at 6 a.m. Memphis time, our lawyer in Knoxville called me and said, your building is burning down. It's on the news. What was your first and thought? I I have no words. I was in, I've, I'm still processing it. You know, I still wake up every morning and I have to tell myself that it happened because that was our work home. And we had invested so much time into our renovation and expansion of the building. We were um, nearly finished with it. And we were so excited about reopening. We had just, let me take a step back. Um, We closed on December 8th because the um, renovation had gotten to the point where it was really disruptive to patient care. Um, It just, we'd hoped that we could stay in operation the entire time and we could kind of move around within the facility and work around the renovation and expansion project, but it just got to be too much. 
so for the confidentiality and safety of our staff and patients, we, um, you know, we made the decision to temporarily close, finish the renovation, which, which could happen a lot faster, you know, if we weren't there. Um, and so we made the decision to close. We removed the contents from the building and let the, the, the contractor, you know, have control of the facility so he could move forward quickly and get the project done and we could get back to work. Um, and so we were in that window of time where we, you know, had left the building to allow it, the project to be completed. Um, so uh, I, I now I've forgotten what your question was. Well, I was just asking when you found out that it was burning, when you got that mm -hmm. call from the lawyer, mm -hmm. I mean, I can just tell you my initial instinct when I heard that it was burning was somebody did this on purpose. Was that your first thought? Unfortunately, it was. Um, I The project was so far along, it, I just felt like there's nothing here that was really dangerous that could have been combustible. Um, I mean, we had walls up and drywall and, you know, it was near, I mean, it was nearly completed. So I really, it, I, I just did not think that we had, been, none of us thought we were vulnerable to fire. Um, you know, it, it felt like it was something intentional. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was my, of course it was my immediate thought and, and there's some level of, um, of relief to get that answer from the fire department because some kind of, sometimes in these cases, you never know what happened. Right. And so the not knowing is terrible. So we were so grateful that the fire department was able to give a definitive answer that this was definitely intentional. Right. And, and we should point out, and I have a screenshot of one of the headlines from it, but you know, this was earlier last year, a shotgun blast was fired at the Planned Parenthood front door. And am I right to say that they have no suspects and they never found out who did this? That's not exactly right. It's an active okay. investigation. Okay. Um, we've been working closely with the FBI over the past year. I mean, unfortunately it's gone really slowly, um, but I think that they um, have, have stayed on it. They're doing the work that needs to be done. Um, they are working now with the ATF and the Knoxville Fire Department to make sure that the you know that they're they're sharing information. So um, it's not over yet. We've just we're disappointed, obviously, that it's taken this long to bring it to resolution. But it's it's not it's not over yet necessarily. Uh, I see people saying so. It's proven arson. Yes, it's proven arson. Caprex yes. that was declared last night by a. Mm -hmm fire by the fire department and anybody who has questions feel free to ask them here uh and you struck a hopeful tone yesterday at your press conference so i do want to do the same here with you yeah. in a minute and talk about you know you said you're determined to rebuild Absolutely. Um, but but i also want to point out that specifically this knoxville clinic partly because of that shotgun blast but also because there are people like this guy ken peters who preach at this clinic outside this clinic and say things like we are holding worship service at the gates of hell in knoxville uh and also i do want to point out and this is me saying this not you that the night before this happened on this post that had nothing to do with fire he wrote fire absolutely and then the next morning woke up and said holy moly planned parenthood fire so i'm just pointing that out those are facts i would be shocked if tbi isn't talking to this guy but the point i'm making is there has sort of been a target on this particular clinic for some time. Is that a fair thing to say? I'm going to be honest with you. This 2021 was the first year that we experienced any violence at that clinic in the history of being in Knoxville. Okay. You no, know, we've been there for decades and we've been at that location for, for 20 years. We've never experienced any violence there. So 2021 was 
uh, you know, to unusual in our history there. Um, we were shocked by the gunshot. We ne we always felt like it was a really safe place. And um, our, I think our patients loved going there. And, you know, it, it was 2021 has just been an aberrant year. It's been very shocking. Um, we are going to rebuild in Knoxville. The Knoxville community wants us there. Um, Knoxville is a great community to be in. Um, it's welcoming, it's diverse, it's vibrant, and we are an important part of that, I believe. I know we are. Um, our patients need us to be there, and we are going to be there. Is it true that there are no surgical abortions performed at that clinic? I saw somebody say that. That's correct. We provide medication abortion at that clinic. Part of the expansion um, was to add surgical abortion services to that location so that our patients had that option of getting those services there if they needed them. Um, and we were very open with our donors about that that was a part of what we were doing in the expansion. Um, and that maybe that, you know, riled up some people, some bad people, some bad violent people. I, I can't know that, but that was, we were open about that being part of the reason that we were expanding, but we were also expanding for other reasons. The clinic needed to be updated. It needed to be it needed to be larger so we could serve more patients, and we needed more space for community education and advocacy programs so they could have their own space. And the the expansion was, you know, they had their own entrance, they had their own offices and training room, and it, we were very excited about the community component of it as well. And How we are, are going to come, and we are going to come back with 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 that. Well, it's great to hear that you're rebuilding you know, definitely can never cave to people who take action like this. And it's good that they know that, you know, this may have been a bump in the road, but I think probably they're just drumming up more support for you guys, especially now that, you know, nobody was hurt and you're, you're coming back strong. How is the morale with the people that work there? Uh, how are they feeling today? Well, I, you know, we just found out last night that it was arson, but all of us certainly suspected it all week. Um, you know, it, it's been 2021 has been a hard year and people are feeling a lot of emotions right now because of COVID, um, because of things going on in their families. It's just a really, you know, it's a really stressful time. So we are emphasizing mental health and the uh, resources that, that we have for folks. And we're emphasizing those things, but um, we are a tough crew of people um, at the end of the day. I mean, we're, um, we go through a lot together. We're, um, we're here for the mission and we're here for our patients. And that's what we focus on. And, and what do you want people to know about the mission? I, I feel like this is an opportunity to maybe talk about some misinformation that's out there. You know, abortion is only a small part of what you do. W what do you want people to know about what Planned Parenthood does for the community? Well, I'd start by saying that abortion is a really important part of what we yes. do. We don't say it's a small part, it's important. Okay. And we're very proud to be abortion providers. We're very proud of all of our staff who um, provide abortion services uh, from our folks who work at the front desk and call center, from our back office, our medical assistants, and to our physicians, um, nurses, uh, nurse practitioners. We're so proud of all of them and proud of being abortion provider. Um, we also provide a range of family planning services, um, birth control and um, STI testing and treatment, cancer screening, immunizations, and gender affirming hormone care. Gotcha. Okay, great. Uh, I see one question from our friend Danny Cook, who's in East Tennessee. 
Are you concerned that Tennessee may pass legislation following the lead of Texas before you have the opportunity to complete the rebuild? Is the legislation that's out there right now factoring into what you're doing, uh, you know, and not just in Texas, but I feel like the Supreme Court is also dealing with some things that may affect how you're looking at this. Is any of that playing a part? You know, it has to, because at the end of the day, we have to be prudent about our resources and, you know, what we invest in, and we have to look at the environment that we're in. So we're definitely taking that into account as we consider what, um, you know, what we do uh, at all of our locations going forward. So and that's just the unfortunate reality of where we are. But I will commit to everyone in Tennessee that we will provide abortion services as long as we can. Um, and if if additional laws pass that limit that ability, we will continue to do everything that we can um, to help our patients get the abortion services that they need. We are, we are here and committed to that. Okay, great. And uh, just a couple last things. GapRx is asking if you do mammograms for breast No, Planned Parenthood has, has, doesn't do mammograms. We do uh, breast exams and we make referrals for mammograms. We're not an imaging center. Okay, that's good to know. And just as a final thing here, and again, I know you guys must be dealing with a lot today, and we appreciate you coming on here. Please keep us in the loop on any further information that you get. You know, mm -hmm. I saw that CNN covered this today uh, on their site. I don't know if you're going to be going on any of their shows, but in, frankly, in my opinion, you absolutely should be. Uh, this should be an, a hugely national story. Uh, there's CNN covering it this morning. Uh, you know, this is, in my opinion, this is terrorism and it should be treated Absolutely. as such. Mm -hmm. So generally speaking, what is your message to Knoxville, to the women of Tennessee and anybody who might be watching? We are committed to our patients in Knoxville and East Tennessee. We are determined to rebuild in some capacity and be there for our patients as quickly as possible. In the meantime, we can help in some ways through um, services and referrals we can offer through telehealth. And we urge you to call us because we do want to help you. Um, and our number is 866-711-1717. So for our patients, we're, we're, we're here for you. And are you hopeful that they're going to find who did this? I'm very hopeful. The Knoxville Fire Department is uh, optimistic. So, um, you know, I think that they're, um, they're really good at what they do. And they've done a great job so far. So um, we'll cooperate in every way that we can. And we wish them all the best in their investigation. Ashley, thanks for coming on here. Stay in touch, okay? Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. So that's Ashley Cofield. She's the president and CEO of Planned Parenthood Tennessee in northern Mississippi. Appreciate her coming on here. I wanted to go through, as I do at the end here, generally speaking, and answer any questions that you guys might have. Our friend Gapper X says one thing who disagrees with us on most things says one thing we can agree on. Arson is bad. Yes, look at that. We can agree that arson is bad. Uh, but one question that you had that I did want to take a crack at here, Gapper X, what is a middle ground on abortion from the left perspective? And let me first say that I am no expert on this. Um, but I think that the one thing that I can say here is that, first of all, personal story, when I ran for Congress last year, my neighbor told me that he wasn't going to vote for me. And I asked him why. And he told me this was the reason because of abortion. And so let me just say that I understand that there are strong feelings on both sides of this. And, you know, I, I get that. Uh, but I think the middle ground that I would offer here, and I'm not solving any problems here, but the middle ground that I would offer is that, in my opinion, if you are pro-life, 
you should also be supporting things like Medicaid expansion, like a paid, a living wage, like paid leave, like all kinds of things that actually help families take care of children after they're born so that when women are faced with this decision, they're in a position where they feel like they can make the decision that you want them to make. So the middle ground, in my opinion, is not going to be like, oh, well, let's convince each other that life does or does not begin at conception. The middle ground to me is let's talk about the programs that will help, as as one person put it, and this was a Republican, make that Democrats want to make abortion unnecessary and Republicans want to make it illegal. Let's make it unnecessary. You know, and, and I'm not minimizing abortion services. I do think abortion is health care. I do think this should be a women's decision, a woman's decision. Um, another uh, metaphor or, or way of looking at it that I thought really resonated with me. And again, I'm a man. So please women, if I'm saying something wrong, chime in here. Um, but the thing that I saw that, I, that really resonated with me was, I think it was a, a high schooler said something like, well, if a bone marrow transplant could save a life, should that person be required to have it to save that life? And carrying a child to term, requiring a woman to carry a child to term is just a, is more invasive than that. So, you know, I think it just goes back to letting women make this decision. And then from a middle ground perspective, to me, it's if you're really pro-life, let's make sure that we're helping families take care of children with programs with a strong safety net. Otherwise you're just forced birth. You know, you're, you're not actually pro-life. It's not pro-life to be against Medicaid expansion that has left 300,000 Tennesseans in the Medicaid expansion gap costs us over a billion dollars a year as a state for no reason other than they still don't like Obama. And there are Republican legislators who think that was a mistake. It still is a mistake. And we're number one in medical bankruptcies. That's not pro-life. It means that those people aren't going to see a doctor when they get sick because they're too worried about cost. That's not pro-life. So, you know, we have a lot of problems in Tennessee. Just some statistics. Number one in medical bankruptcies, as I mentioned, at the top in rural hospital closures per capita, at the bottom in poverty, at the bottom in maternal mortality, at the bottom in infant mortality. So if you really care about life, then... You should be helping to fight for these programs that are pro-life programs. And it can't just be about forcing women to carry the term. And then, you know, the other part of this is in this legislation that gets passed, you know, there are no exceptions even for rape. So that is barbaric to force women and girls who are raped to carry that rapist's offspring to term. I mean, it's, it's unthinkable. So, you know, I, I, this is not an easy topic. I think this is one that is obviously fraught on both sides. I'm not breaking any news saying that it's one that plays a prominent factor in our politics here in Tennessee. When I was running, I ran in a very rural district, just came up all the time. And it's a reason that some people just won't even consider supporting democratic candidates. So I think it's one that we need to figure out or or not be afraid of talking about because I don't think that gets us anywhere. And I think that leaves a void 
for other people. Um, so, you know, I'm seeing some comments being made. Viability is a middle ground. Women are not your incubators. Make birth control easy and free. Absolutely. And supporting children and family. Danny says, don't regulate my body based on your religion. <clears throat> Gapper X says, right, but the rights position is the unborn child can't fight for itself. I understand that. And, you know, we just don't believe that at the time frame that we're talking about that that's a, a child it's a it's a fetus you know and 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 then but then i would say again if you can't see your way to agreeing with that then at least help push for programs like paid leave like a living wage like some common sense gun safety laws like medicaid expansion like you know food stamps, things that help people in these positions make the decision you want them to make. Otherwise, you don't really care about that child. I'm sorry. And it's hard to take you seriously when you say things like this, if you don't also want to help take care of the child later in life. Uh, difficult subject, Gapper says, thank you. And thanks for watching. I mean, look, you and Carlos show up here pretty regularly. I know you don't agree with us and you still show up to talk. So thank you for that. I do, I do appreciate it. There isn't an unborn child. It's a fetus. PCHK says, I used to be pro-life. I realized evangelicals back anti-family policies that were pro-fetus and Darwinian policies for the post-birth. And Danny says, the right continues not to believe science, both with COVID and what constitutes a fetus. I mean, there's another point, you know, if you're pro-life, it doesn't feel like that has held true throughout this pandemic when a lot of people are dying and you haven't seemed to be willing to support even the most basic mitigation like masks. So again, we're not going to solve the whole world's problems here. Uh, I think the question that you asked at the beginning, how do we find a middle ground? You know, it's a fair one. I think there are probably a lot of people that would say that, you know, this should be a woman's choice and that that's not something to negotiate over. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that with something like this, this should be something where women lead. And I will tell you also that Roe versus Wade is not, it's not popular to undo that. And so the people who want that overturned and who want to make abortion illegal throughout this country, um, be careful what you wish for politically, because that is majority of this country does not agree with that. And we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I really hope that isn't what happens here. You know, I think we've learned over time that making abortion illegal doesn't make abortion go away. It just means women get it in unsafe ways and it creates a culture of fear. And again, <clears throat> we should be trying to make abortion unnecessary, not illegal and doing that by supporting women and strengthening our safety net. And I think we can all agree that certainly, certainly arson and burning a clinic to the ground is terrorism and it's horrific. And I think it reminds us that rhetoric is not just rhetoric. Rhetoric leads to action and it can be very, very dangerous. And that's what we're seeing here. So uh, just to see some of your final comments here before I sign off, 
Denise says all unplanned pregnancies are the result of ejaculation. That is absolutely true. Donning masks are pro-life, protecting your family and community from viral spread. Yes, viral spread. And then Danny says words matter. Look at January 6th. 100% true. Thanks for joining us here. Thanks, Ashley, for coming on. Follow all the hollers. Knoxville Holler has a holler. So if that's where you're watching from, follow at Knoxville Holler, helping us amplify all these stories throughout the state. See you next time. Tennessee. 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 Tennessee.